Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. All right, Kenya, we are back. We are back. William, how are you? I am doing good. I wouldn't say ah, great, but I'm, but I'm okay. good. I'm, <laughs> good is, is, a, is a good, is maintaining. <laughs> You're maintaining. That's, that's always better than not. So that's, that's, exactly. that's good. And, you know, we just, we are, we are starting um, a new month by the time listeners hear this. Summer is about to hit. It's Black Music Month that we're about to hit. I mean, it's, or that we're really hitting because June is Black Music Month. So hopefully this will motivate you to, to, to be great. <laughs> to actually, be once you just said that, once you just said it was summertime, actually, that, that kind of made me feel great. <laughs> okay. So, Good. yeah, we had graduation on Tuesday, so everything's pretty cool. Uh, school is winding, I saw your winding down, so I'm feeling pictures good. Pictures with your students. I saw that Aww. on social media. Thank you. Very nice, professor. Very, very nice. We, we try. We try to push them out there into the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's always a, it's a hectic time of the year, but a really fun time because you know everybody's yes, graduating, and you know now you know then there was prom before that. If you're in high school and all that good stuff, so it's now time for summer. It's time to chill out. And relax. So, but we're not chilling out with our podcast. We have a really amazing guest today. And I'm really excited to interview this guest because I have followed her career for a while. And, um, but before we go there, before we go there, right, you got to give us the music tip. Kenya is doing the music tip this week, which you Kenya guys, is doing the music tip to today. our podcast. I never do the music tip. So, um, I hope I do it justice. <laughs> I hope I do it justice. So, <laughs> Um, okay. So my music tip is, uh, right now, if you're paying any attention to social media, you will see that videos, videos, and videos. So from your stories to Facebook live to Instagram live, all these things, you know, it's just YouTube live and YouTube period. It's just become very clear that you have to, as an artist, represent yourself some kind of way by video. And, you know, while there are instances where you absolutely need to hire that professional videographer to do, you know, certain types of shoots for you, for those social media, constant engagement, just doing a small video, maybe you're, you know, doing a little teaser of a song that you're about to release or a teaser behind the scenes of a video you just really professionally shot, but you need to shoot it on your little iPhone. Well, there is this fantastic little kit that I got from Amazon. And I literally think this thing was like 17 bucks. It might've been 18 with taxes. Honestly, it's it's so cheap, but it's by a company called four peak and four peak is F O R P E A K. And it's called the five in one lavalier microphone kit. And what this little thing does is so that you're not holding to your phone you know how you're holding your phone selfie and you're doing the video and it's starting to shake every time you laugh it moves and you know you need to <laughs> you can set up it looks like a whole professional little mini shoot they it comes with a little tripod and it's a really really little tripod that has flexible legs so it can you know adjust height and so forth and you can mount your phone 
in, and it can be a, a Samsung, Droid, iPhone, whatever, mount it in. They have this little area to mount it on the tripod. And then it also comes with a lapel microphone that can clip on. So, and then, and it, and it clicks into your phone as well. So your sound quality is not with the wind blowing all everywhere or, you know, it's, it's going straight into the mic. And I've been using this little thing and it's been magical because I've been able to do, you know, some little videos um, promoting a variety of different things. Um, so again, wow. it is, it's called for, it's by a company called Four Peak. And because you do need to be shooting some kind of selfie videos here or there, I highly, highly sounds, recommend you visit Amazon and spend your little $17. So that's 17 bucks. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I yeah. think it might be seventeen ninety nine, um, but, but it's, okay. the point is it's not going to break you too badly, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 it's important to have good sound quality with your, your selfie videos because yes. it, it, it makes the difference because people take you professionally when you do that. So right. good job. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so, so who are we interviewing? Music. I made it through. So great. great. Today, who are we interviewing today? Today, we, we are just, I love these interviews because we keep bringing such fantastic artists who are doing such wonderful work. And today is no exception. Um, and as you guys know, I like for the artists to be able to explain who they are themselves. But um, just a little quick backstory. This is an artist that um, I actually, I think I got clicked on and I'll let her talk more about this group, but a group called Jaspex out of Atlanta. And when I first heard her voice, I was like, I love, and, and Will knows this about me. I, I love when there is space in music, when, when, you mm -hmm. know, vocals just deliver and, and you don't have all these tricks and turns. And I mean, and that can work sometimes. I'm not saying that I'm against that completely, but when I, when a vocalist sings and adds breath and gives space, I'm, I'm all about it. And so this artist does this. So I want to welcome Shantae. Shantae Can, how are you? Hello, everyone. I am well. Thank you so much for having me today. Hey. hey. Yeah. Great, great to have you on. <laughs> Try not to let my allergies get the best of me today. <laughs> that is all right. Everybody's allergies are like, I know yes, my kids are losing every moment. Yeah. 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 Looking. <laughs> But you still sound, you know, I still hear the wispiness in your voice. So it's still working. Yeah, there's a lot going working. on in there. I'm not even going to, yeah, I'm not even going to address it right now. I'm just going to continue. Uh, well, if you, if you could tell our audience, our listeners, just those who may not be familiar with you, mm -hmm. um, if you could just tell them what you do, who you are, and how you're, what's your background, how you got to becoming the singer that you are. Okay, well, my name is Shantae Ken. Um, I am an artist, singer, vocalist. I like to call myself a vocal musician. Um, my mom was actually my music teacher at the school that I went to growing up as a kid. So I was into everything musical from the band to the chorus to anything I could pretty much get into. Um, that had music in it. Um, I was super, like I had an affinity for it at such a young age. And um, I kind of realized then that my 
I had different goals than kind of like my, my friends that were around me because everybody wants to go outside and play and I just want to sit in my room and <laughs> record and listen, play with harmonies and like, you know, listen to Take Six and Bobby McFerrin and all these people who who are awesome. basically just vocal and uh, musical Bibles, you know, people that have kind of mm-hmm. sort of paved the way and are like these musical geniuses of a sort. So I was listening to that stuff at a, at a young age, but I was super, super shy. Um, I didn't really want to sing in front of people. And so I knew I wanted to do something with music. Like my mom was a music teacher. My dad was a professor at um, Clark Atlanta University. And, but he was very musically um, inclined. Um, he didn't sing per se, but he kind of exposed me to different genres. He had everything in his music collection from like... Tupac to P-Funk to Georgia Mississippi Mass Choir to <laughs> classical music. I mean, every single genre you could possibly imagine. He had it. So those two superpowers kind of came together and like made this child <laughs> that was just like obsessed, <laughs> but you know, in a good way uh, with music. And, and so it wasn't un- until I started kind of, I joined this youth group um, at the church that I went to for a very, very, very long time. And they kind of, somebody forced me to be on the praise team outside of my will. And (laughs) it it just ended up kind of being like the best thing that I ever did because um, I was grown so much there, like as a person, you know, foundationally, spiritually. And that's what everything kind of flows from, that kind of spiritual foundation. Um, And, but I realized that when I was in the church and in the atmosphere, um, that kind of helped me those skills that I developed in there to kind of be sensitive to certain atmospheres that helped me develop as an artist. And then um, at at some point, I started kind of sneaking out to these open mic nights and like that was a whole nother atmosphere for me. I was like, wow, this is what people do. They come together and perform live music and I just fell in love with the live music aspect and then I just couldn't be seen doing anything else. And uh, one thing kind of led to another. Um... And I got the opportunity to sing background for Indie IRE, which is kind of, which is kind of like my first um, big break. If you if you should say that, yeah, it's like my first big break. Um, yeah. One of my older sisters was singing already with her, and they were like, "Okay, we need somebody to come fill in, so I can make sure I can get you, you know, up to speed and make sure that you can learn all the music. Like, we gotta learn like twenty two songs." in the next couple days yeah. so it was crazy I was like okay At the first time the opportunity came around I couldn't do it. I think I was in school or working or doing something and then opportunity came around again and I was like okay I can't say no to this so I was supposed yeah. to fill in for a month and like years later I was still there so yes things kind of slowly uh, slowly turned into my solo uh career and here I am <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah I was yeah no you gave yeah. and it's, it's funny you were talking about um being the kid who would listen to harmonies of take six yeah and oh my god that's as hot that's who I was <laughs> I would go and play I'm like okay let me find the line uh-huh. what line is David yes, Thomas singing okay there's like 10 different <laughs> parts going on I'm like okay this time I'm gonna be tenor. Right. this time I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be out so and then whatever right. the rest of these notes are in between. I was like, all right, right. I'm just gonna figure right. it. The out. hardest was Cedric for me. I'm like, oh my god, where's Cedric <laughs> oh, sitting? Yeah, that man. tenor, like, he's yeah. insane, <laughs> insane, 
insane. It's like math. It's like uh, mathematical equations. Like it is. I gotta figure this it out. was, and it's so. <laughs> it's just funny to hear you say that because, um, you know, I think artists. You know, to me, the. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say the majority, but mm. such a big part of your artistry is your listening skills. You oh, know, yeah. how well do you do you listen, and how mm-hmm. well do you hear, so that not so that you can mock, but just so that you can learn and, yeah. and you know appreciate music from Definitely. a different space. And so, you know, I think when you said you had to go then later and learn twenty two songs or whatever, you know, yes. you were already <laughs> in that space of listening. You know what I mean? When you, yes. you have already kind of learned how to listen, and you didn't even know you were. Yep. you know that divine order you never knew it was going to lead necessarily to that but yep. um that's that's fantastic um well, i have a quick question g- are you go you want to go will for this is okay so yeah, Shante, uh, this is what we do we battle I, I, going like who wants to ask the first question no uh there, there's actually a couple things in there that you said no, go that ahead, I, I will. you go first uh, you go first I elaborate you. cool okay uh you you said um well, I, I wanted to see how your sister got the hookup, um, number one. Okay. But then uh, <laughs> a, after that, oh, actually, do do that, and then I'll ask you the next one. Okay. Well, that's kind of a story all in itself. Like, that, she has her own um, crazy story about how this happened. Okay, so a friend of hers <laughs> um, was also singing background for Indy at the time. Um, she had been with her for, like, you know, the first couple initial years, you know, of when she first came out with the first album. And so her friend was like, hey, I'm singing with India. I really, really want her to hear you sing because I've been telling her about you for for days and days and days. And now she's sick of me talking about you. So just come to the studio. Just come to our <laughs> rehearsal. And, you know, so my big sis ended up going to the rehearsal and at the end, mm-hmm. India came up to her and was like, all right, they've been talking about you this whole entire time. I'm sick of it. I just want to hear you sing. And so she <laughs> sung for them. And literally, they asked her to go on tour probably within a couple of days. And the crazy oh thing is, gosh. she ended up replacing the girl that actually brought her in, oh, which was crazy because she was not planning on doing that. Like, she had no oops. idea. She yeah. hadn't, you know, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, I'm just going to do what I do. But yeah. yeah, she had no intentions of doing that. But yeah. So that kind of paved the way for yeah. me when my time was there. Um, she had been with her for about a year. Right, right. And. They needed somebody okay. to fill in, and she was like, "All right, I got the girl." Gotcha. And I was like, "All right, I want to do this. I I want to do this." Okay. It was that's, that's the scariest, awesome. That, that's, that's one of the scariest, but one of the most uh, monumental like points in my in my career at that moment because I was young, you know. I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. let's go, let's do this." And uh, just turned into this beautiful thing. It's really crazy to be singing background for an artist that you're already a fan of, and right, right, right. It was just insane. Like you get to go and travel the world doing what you love to do for an artist that you are already inspired by. It was just it couldn't be a more perfect fit. So that that leads my my second question, okay. and, uh, and that's exactly what we're looking for: is these stories. We we want to know the stories, mm-hmm. and. Uh, because I, I I had the opportunity to t- uh, play behind Fred Hammond oh, and nice. uh, and go on a, 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 the tour in in, uh, in England and um, awesome. it was like uh, 
pretty much the same situation. You gotta <laughs> learn twenty two songs. Yeah, and, um, right. Uh, the the horn lines were ridiculous. Oh my gosh, um, I can only shout imagine. Shout out to yeah, uh, Marvin uh, Marvin Thompson and Mo Horns, and uh, it was just like nuts mm. trying to learn all these these horn lines for yeah. all these songs. So uh, yeah, and uh, they had a, they had two weeks to rehearse, and I only had like a couple days. So, right, it's um, crazy. It's like you get forced <laughs> into these situations. You don't know how much your brain can actually like you know acquire right. in that short amount of time and so you're put to the limit like that pressure is on and you're just mm-hmm. like in that thing like you cannot back out and yeah it just happens right. and so that, yeah that's that's what i wanted to know from you How, what was your process in in okay. trying to well i okay. guess do the because, crash course because me and my sis um we're gonna call her mimi her name is amitria doc she has her own vocal coach, coaching company still to this day um Okay. And so she was like my first unofficial vocal coach, but she took me under her wing and she kind of um, helped develop me, you know, kind of helped work on my, uh, my confidence, my just being comfortable, my just help creating my sound, help, uh, develop that creativity on the spot. Cause I love to sing. I just hated to be on the spot. Like anytime somebody asked me to sing, I was like, Oh no, let me go into my closet yeah. and come out again. And then I'll be ready. So I was like one of those. Uh, people, but I slowly got out of my stage right because I'm super, super introvert at heart. Like even still to this day, I have lots of introverted uh, tendencies. Um, but I thank <laughs> God for you know the path that He put me on because it's just allowed me to develop so many ways, like so mm-hmm. many foundational ways that um, you know have kind of shaped me into the person that I am today. But the process for getting uh, ready to be on tour with India was literally a crash course. Mimi, it was like my saving grace. Uh, I just remember like going over there. Just I stayed a week over there, and we just like, went over song by song by song. Like she sent me all the songs. She sent me the set. She, she sent me the rehearsals. She sent me recorded, you know, all these things that I had, like all these resources that I had, and I, I just kind of submerged myself in them. And then I actually went over to practice with her. And the thing I love about singing with Mimi is that we're kind of the same in that anything that's missing um, in whatever we're singing, like we will both try to like move around in order to make it equal. Like it's that math thing again. So it's like Mm -hmm. if India decides to sing soprano over here or she may jump to alto note over here, like we have to be the ones that are compensating and switching when she switches because she always doesn't tell us. We just have to be ready for anything Mm -hmm. and everything at any given moment. So, and it was just like a match made in heaven. Like after the first show, India stopped. <laughs> I was so nervous. It was in Chicago, which is one of my hometowns. Uh, it was at the Taste of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I just was so nervous, but so excited. And like, you know, because she didn't, India didn't really have time to fully, fully get to know me. It was like, okay, bam, 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 we're moving. And right. we got to do the first show now. And so she didn't say anything to me. It was like, okay, I hope I'm going to be all right. But at the end of that show, she actually stopped in the middle of a singing was like, Y'all, I want to introduce y'all to my new background singer today. It's her first day and all, 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 everybody on stage right now, you guys sound amazing. And that's when she started letting us, um, do like these little solo improvisations in her set. Like, I didn't know she was going to do that. And I was like, um, okay. So I sung a little improv. (laughs) Mimi sang a little improv. And like, it was just so cool. It was like the most fulfilling feeling ever. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's just so great hearing you tell the story because I actually 
while I had heard, and I don't know in terms of timing, uh-huh. um, how long you, how long did you do background with India? Man, I cannot even believe it was like 10 years, <laughs> like a decade. Wow. I can't believe it. Like consecutively, yeah, it was, it was about 10 years off and on. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I had heard, I heard you first with Jazz Specs when, yeah, um, yeah, yep. Uh, yes, what's the name of the song? Um, and I'm just now, I'm like, oh my God, it's like, Find My Way to Love. I can't even think of the name of it. Yes, Find yep. My Way to Love. And so I never saw your face, you know, so I just, you were just a voice, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. girl, on that. it's like, that's like a pretty voice. Uh-huh. And, you know, and then it was also, you know, I remember because I try to pay attention, you know, to if it's a voice that I like, pay attention mm-hmm. to the singer's name. And so I'd seen your name. Um, but again, didn't see your face. So it didn't, right. you know, I'm just like, all right, that was a girl with aspects. Um, and so then time goes on. So just to give you just how full circle this all is, um, I am a huge, massive, massive fan of, but now also really good friend of Kari Cabral. Oh, yay. And so so this is what's so funny. So here I am as, I mean, I do music now, but I took a, I did music growing up and then I stopped as an adult when I, when I became an adult, I thought I had to have a real job. And so I didn't do music for all of my 20s and most of my 30s and so Uh I was in this point in my life where I was just starting to decide to get back to music but Kari Mm -hmm. I had been listening to his projects with Julia with Julie Dexter and you know his solo projects and but again he's another one that I knew the name completely (laughs) I knew the music completely but his face I didn't really I mean because some of his stuff was abstract on his cover art like it wasn't like here's Kari you know it was just like okay I know the name and everything so Yes. My husband and I go to a jazz festival in Arizona and NDRE is on oh, yeah. the ticket. So um, she gets on the stage, right? So she has her group, her ensemble. And again, I'm just looking at people who are on the stage with her. Not really. <laughs> but she starts to introduce you guys. And so she's like, this is Shantae. And like what you just said, she pulled uh-huh. you up. To, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's, the, that's Shantae. That's the one from Jazz Spec. Like, that's her. You wow. know, so it all like clicks. And <laughs> then she said, and my bass player yep. was like my boy, mm-hmm. Kari. I'm like, oh my God, like that's Kari. That's crazy. Simmons, right? So I'm freaking out because <laughs> I didn't realize you guys were all connected, you know, and I'm a huge fan of NDREs. And so yeah. I was just like blown away. And then the story just got so much weirder because after India performed her set, mm-hmm. when everybody was breaking down and got off the stage, my husband was like, you need to go up to Kari. And tell him how big of a fan you are. Because he was still on the stage breaking down his bass. Okay. And I was all nervous and scared. But long story <laughs> short, I did end up talking to him. And he ended up now being a producer on my last project. I mean, and so, so the circle crazy. just, just crazy. It was just yeah, so crazy. Yeah. So that's why I said, you know, sitting here stalking you because I've been <laughs> listening to you for a long time. And so to hear the backstory and how you were like, I was nervous and scared and I didn't know, you know, Literally. it's just so funny. We're all in our little world. Yeah. It's, ac- it's, it's absolutely it's insane how many crazy. connections like there is in music. You know, you, you start to realize like as the world becomes bigger, it, it becomes smaller at the same time. It's like this weird, mm-hmm. you know, parallel universe. Like the more people you get to mm-hmm. know and the more, the more your reach begins to expand, you realize that we're really all connected. Like literally, when I started traveling mm-hmm. internationally, whether it be with India or another artist or something that I was doing, I would find people 
no matter where I went that either knew people that I knew personally or, you know, just mm-hmm. knew of certain things. I was like, wow, I didn't think that you would even have a clue. But, you know, the world's so small in this in this big world. It's so small. Yeah. So that's really cool. Like, I, I appreciated hearing that that story, too. Yeah. Kyrie's amazing. No, He's one of my favorite I- individuals. Yeah, oh, for the record, Kari, yes, said, we, I gotta say yes. that. He's, oh my god, everybody's favorite. But hope- I gotta be a little. He possessed. really is. And we're trying to get him. He and I. I'm like, okay, Car, you gotta do the podcast. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. And right. now he's got a new album he's about to release. Right. So I was like, Car, you don't have time for little old me. But no, <laughs> I love him. He was he was amazing to work with. But, I'm definitely um, good. Next time yeah, I see him, I, I will. So tell I had him. a question. Okay. We were talking, kind of talking about you know being that shy person and kind of going through and being the background and like you said you have to be kind of a chameleon to kind of just be able to hit it wherever um i have a lot of singers that i do coaching with and who struggle with going from doing background Mm -hmm. to becoming lead um and doing their own thing and you know it it appears to us on the outside that you've just done that so you know, seamlessly, but (laughs) (laughs) how has that been going from that to now being Shantae Khan, like the solo artist? Well, it's an interesting uh, transition because it was not overnight by any means. Matter of fact, to me, in my mind, I feel like it was like one of the longest transitions ever. Um, (laughs) Just because it just seems like, okay, this particular thing is just taking forever and like people are trying to figure out when your album is coming out one of the most I guess uncomfortable periods for me was when um I would be traveling with India or I would um start to kind of do my own shows because I did my first literally my first solo show was in 2008 and I had been singing with India for like six years um that's also the same year mm-hmm. that the Jazz Specs album came out so I had started mm-hmm. doing my first solo shows you know early on like when there was like 20 to 15 people there and it was just like all the people that I knew in Atlanta like you know coming to support me like my friends and family uh which was mm-hmm. great and I, and I really really appreciate those humble beginnings because now I can really appreciate you know going to all of these places on my own terms and um it was it was uh it was a crazy journey because when people would kind of ask for uh, product and I didn't have any that that made me feel like okay you might want to start working on this like I knew I had to do this I mean I didn't really sought I didn't really seek out to be an artist per se but I just knew mm-hmm. that there were certain things that made me uh, realize that I was kind of purpose to do it like it wasn't just a hobby for me like I knew because um of kind of like my spiritual foundation, I kind of had an idea at a young age that it was more of a purpose thing and less of a, oh, it's something that I want to do on the side or I, I'm, I may be yeah. good at this, yeah. but, you know, but there was a reason behind it. And, and it was the continuous um, heartfelt, genuine responses from people that I would get, whether I was in church or whether I was in a, a non-church venue. It was so crazy because it was like really the same and that's when I started to realize like you know God is so much bigger than these categories that we try to put certain things in or these you know um these boundaries that we try to put labels here and there yes it's great to categorize certain things but um I just feel like there's so much more freedom 
in just, mm-hmm. you know, just being that sort of transcendental, having that transcendental mindset. Like, your music is meant to touch the whole entire mm-hmm. world, not just here, not just there, like people everywhere. So, right. the more I st- that, begin comfortable. That goes back to our first podcast. Oh, Are does you it really? ready to record? <laughs> And uh, you were ready to record because people were asking you, where's your recording? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's like the demand was there. And I was like, OK, I got to figure out how I'm going to do this. So um, I started out uh, recording like an acoustic EP that I kind of just had to, to sell with me um, when I went mm-hmm. to perform places. And then I was like, OK, I got tired of singing <laughs> everything on that album, on that EP. So I switched <laughs> to I literally was like, all right. I'm going to just put this to the side, let, let that be what it is, and get to working on the real, you know, the real thing. And I just, the more and more I went and I did stuff, the more I connected with like-minded people who kind of uh, ended up having my best interest at heart. And we collabed on a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, that's the other thing. Collabs probably kept me alive. Mm-hmm. They probably, um, they probably, they, they helped me out more than I really, really thought that they would, I guess, because collabs in um, social media, YouTube, like when that was like popping, like the first popping YouTube video started to go viral. I'm like, whoa, what is this? And like people would be like, oh, you're the girl from YouTube. You're the girl that was singing with India. You're the girl from this is how I know the God is real. Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many instances. Or you're the girl from Jaspex. There were so many references that people had i'm like oh, okay in my mind i'm like oh man i'm just doing all these collabs and where's my album at but in a sense those collabs were kind of like my album those they were like my first collection mm-hmm. of bodies of work so they kept me you know relevant they kept me connecting to the people and there's still people to this day who when they find out about me now they go back into things that i was on when yeah. i first started and they get everything from like the beginning so it's a cool circle of life you know it's just really really cool yeah. and i'm blessed to even be able to keep doing this uh the way that it's going right now well speak, speaking of collaborations yes. uh how did that this the snarky puppy collaboration come oh my about? gosh oddly enough <laughs> when i okay so <laughs> i've been i've been friends with spud um for about yeah since i was a teenager basically I, yeah, I knew him before I even started going on the road with India. Um, mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, him being the drummer for Snarky, I ha- I didn't even know that he was in the band until one day he randomly called me. And I met him at, at a church convention <laughs> in L.A. like years and years and years, <laughs> years ago. But my friend like just made me go with her. And I was like, okay, I'll go with you. Fine. Um, but mm-hmm. all the people that I met there, all the crazy musicians that I met at this convention, I'm still actually friends with to this day. So even though I didn't know, I didn't even know what I sounded like back then. Like <laughs> it was like, okay, mm-hmm. um, let's just get to know who you are. But so, okay. Spud came into town one day in Atlanta and was like, yeah, man, I'm in town with like playing with this crazy band with like 12 other white dudes. <laughs> he was like, I want you to, I want you to come see us play, and I was like, okay, why not? I love white dudes just as much as the next. Let's do it. <laughs> so we went to the place, and it was like Snarky Puppy, and I'm like, whoa! Now somebody had told me about Snarky Puppy like um, a year or so before that, um, so I was already like borderline 
um, a fan. And I and I said exactly when I heard them, I was like, man, I could really see myself working with a band like this. I had no idea. This was like five years before we actually worked together. I had no idea that was actually going to happen. I had no idea, like, my friend played in the band. So I went to the <laughs> show and I'm like, Snarky Puppy. I was like, Spud, why did you tell me you were you played in Snarky Puppy? He was like, I didn't think you would know who we were. I was like, wow. So literally that same night, he called me to sit in with them. And I saw people make the world go around, their version, of course. And it was just insane. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like a match made in heaven from that point on. And we just all kind of stayed in contact. And they called me for their family dinner um, live DVD recording. Wow. And I already had songs that I felt like they would sound good on. And we just came together and collabed and just kept it moving. And it's just wow. insane. It's just insane. Awesome. I can't even believe that actually happened. Like, that is so... I still have it, to pinch myself. It is myself. insane, but it also is so simple. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think that, you know, artists have to really understand, you know, I think sometimes we wait, we're waiting for mm. this, you know, magic yeah. poof to yeah. come, you know, come into our house and pick us up and make yeah. us a star. Like, mm-hmm. but it's these very simple relationships. Yeah. Like you just said, he, the drummer, he was like, I didn't even think you would know who they were. Yeah. So I didn't even bring, yep. <laughs> bring them up in terms of their name mm-hmm. and the simplicity of that. But the relationship, you know, yeah. the re- everything you have said has been about relationships. None mm-hmm. of them were you like Googled yep. and you went online. Right. Yeah. There was no like to, magic you know I mean? pill. Were, like, like, okay, yes. three, two, one, bam, do this and you're going to be great. It was just like, right. you know, I was just, following the path that I felt like I was supposed to be on, you know, continuing to do that. And like, my mind has been blown, continues to be blown even now. Like, it's just insane. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The, yeah, the no, gospel the sm- convention, the I'm sorry, that you ahead, mentioned the, that, that gospel convention, uh, yes. was that the GMWA? No, it was actually the AIM convention. <laughs> Way okay. back okay. in the day. So yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's well, that, that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> I think that if if people were listening, uh, you you met a lot of musicians yep. from from the convention, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the things that we talked about is that you got to show up to places. Yeah, and that's how you exactly. meet everybody. Yeah, yep. I always tell people to um, not you you don't have to like hey be like look at me I can sing you know there's a difference between that false sense of hey everybody look at me i can do this i can do this and you know you being validated mm-hmm. by that but it's one thing for you to be doing that but it's a whole nother thing for just you when you are seeing like being passionate about something that you love to do people take notice of that you won't have to be like hey mm-hmm. look at me i'm over here but people are going to be like whoa she really is into what she's doing she looks like she's having an amazing time this looks like more than just a hobby like this, this looks like something yep. like she was destined to do, and you know, people noticed that. And yeah, the more I did it, and the more I was unafraid to connect with like-minded creatives, which is a whole nother thing, because um, they just pull something really, really crazy out of you. Like people like Corey Henry, and like Rob Glasper, mm-hmm. and like all these like geniuses mm-hmm. in the music industry. It's so cool to be able to call them like your musical peers and people that can like pull things creatively out of you that you might have not realized were inside you until you work with that person. So those things are mm-hmm. so very important, you know, all the time. Yes. Yep. 
Thank you for saying that. I almost highlight what that last statement you said. You you never know what people can pull out of you. Yep. And I I think it's it's you know that's that's kind of the beauty of collaborations yes. and you know working with these artists that maybe you may otherwise you wouldn't necessarily just think okay I'm gonna go work with that artist but mm-hmm. you know they can take you to a, a whole nother space within your artist your own artistry and yep. so yeah collaborate and, and being open you know yes. really being open and um no those are all really really wonderful tips ah uh, shante see i knew we were gonna get along we could talk we <laughs> i know see, i, know I could go on forever <laughs> you gotta stop <laughs> well i have a question about your you're currently doing a tour Yes. Um, and it looks, it appears it's, it's, in a, it's a Kia tour. It's a Kia sponsored tour. Can you tell us one more about the tour okay. and then about that relationship with that company? Awesome. Uh, well, that's another thing that just kind of came a, a, in a crazy way. Obviously, there's all these <laughs> stories are just like, nothing is like, oh, okay. I was just woke up and then they called me and was like, let's, let's go on door. Like, right, no, right. like I had to be where I was right. supposed to be in order for me to even be, uh, be noticed. Um, so <clears throat> right. what this is called the Kia soul empowered tour. Um, the, le- the name of my latest album is called soul empowered. So we just th- thought it would be cute to have like Kia soul empowered tour and kind of put that together. It was, crazy how that was even you know an option i was like yeah that would be really cool if we tried to do a kia soul empowered tour but um (laughs) my (laughs) my initial um connection with them wasn't even something for me it was another um influencer slash brand ambassador her name is africa miranda Uh, i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with her but she's huge like youtube um beauty guru um She's a host. She has her own, you know, brand and she kind of coaches people how to uh, build your social media brand. And, you know, if you want to get into things like that, really, really amazing, awesome girl. And so her and another young lady um, named Kimberly Lachelle, um, they kind of came together and had this idea to do this uh, mini documentary series called Beautifully Driven. And what they wanted to do is feature kind of like women in the industry who are kind of, you know, paving their own way, kind of having an impact in a, not just the music, but in the arts and everything like that. So I got, I was chosen myself and another young lady named India Sean, who was like my little sister. She's an amazing artist. Please go look her up if you have a chance. Um, so we were both chosen to be a part of this beautifully driven documentary series and Africa Miranda and her partner already had Kia as a sponsor for their event. So um, Mm -hmm. as we were filming for the documentary, you know, we got to like uh, do these interviews in the Kia. We were like driving around and singing in them. So it was kind of cool. You know, it was like that was my first time like working with a brand like that. Um, And so Mm -hmm. at the actual event where we premiered the documentary uh we actually did a show as well so we did a private screen and then we did a performance and so everybody from the kia rep in atlanta was in the building so i did my little mm-hmm. set and then you know afterwards my manager was there actually and i think she kind of just you know made some connections we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't she didn't reach out to them that night but like she was connecting, you know, doing what you're supposed to do in those type of networking atmospheres. Right. So um, right. I think 
I don't know how long it was after that to where we had the idea to like, man, wouldn't it be cool to do like a Kia Soul Empowered Tour? Because Kia Soul is already a vehicle. It's already in the name. Let's right. see. Let's just see right. what they say. And I think yep. it was like maybe about a year, not even a year later. And uh, my manager reached out to the Kia rep and told them this idea that we had of um, bringing awareness towards both the brands. So what the trade-off was, um, they would sponsor the vehicles anywhere we were in the city and we would do these things called Kia Soul Jams, which is where I just kind of bring a couple of my friends, they're musicians, whether they're singers, any, any type of musical person, and we do like a cover inside the car and we like film it with a GoPro and we do either do a cover or we do something completely totally impromptu so they actually really really love the idea and it was like not even hard they were like okay we'll look it over I'll give it to my board members and then like a couple weeks later they're like okay we love it let's you know when do you guys want to start wow. like let's sign the paperwork so that was that whole thing <laughs> wow yeah crazy yeah awesome <laughs> see you're gonna be That's inspiring people people are gonna start you know calling honda okay so right? i want to you know <laughs> if you make it work if you make it attractive to the brand you know they're not gonna have any choice but to yeah. and, I, and i really like working with them they've just been nothing but helpful um they're just really forward thinking they're for um you know expanding um awareness of the arts and i really really just like that about a brand like it's it's just it makes it even better like it's one thing to have uh the resources or have a lot of money you know it's one thing for it to be like a mm -hmm. fortune 500 company and you know you have all the influences you want but it's another thing when you're working with a company that actually understands where you come from like they they're trying to hear your side of the story and it's not like they're trying to pimp you or vice versa it's just a mutual partnership and so that's what i really like about this so i want to insert a couple details in here for people who okay. are listening awesome. uh you have to have a brand yourself yes and you have to have some a following what, what would make what makes them want to work with you because it's mm -hmm. they, they know that they're going to reach out to your listeners and followers so yes. that's sort of one of the key things that will help you get a deal like that is that okay well you you evidently have uh you know a following a reach mm -hmm. so um yep. and that's that's really much the the, the the key part but the other thing is these companies have the, the biggest budget for these companies mm -hmm. is marketing and advertising. There you go. So Bam. if they're going to spend money, they're going to put it towards advertising. So yep. use that angle. Absolutely. 100%. That's awesome. Because we, we, in one of our podcasts, we talked about aligning yourself with the brand. Mm -hmm. And basically, you just explained, Shantae, kind of how that happened for you. And that, that was that's a really good example. Right, Will? We had a podcast. That was actually part yes, of our um, 20 ways <laughs> yeah. to make <laughs> in making music. Yes, we is, did. You awesome. know, it, yeah, is aligning yourself with, you know, a brand to to be able to have an opportunity because it's a win-win. You know, they're yeah. getting they're hitting new markets that they may not otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, be able to hit. Um, yeah, no, it's, that's that's awesome. Absolutely. And then with the tour, you so I saw some really cool dates on your website. Um, yes. Maybe you can let our listeners know <laughs> where you're going to be. Because okay. um, this is the beauty of a podcast is it's heard internationally. And you have some international dates. Yes. So, yeah. I cannot wait. I'm so <laughs> excited. Um, 
Well, actually, coming up, I will be in D.C. for the uh, Capital City Jazz Fest. Um, that's like Yay. the first week of June. <laughs> so I will be in D.C. Yeah. for that. Um, one of the one of the days I'm performing on the 5th with Snarky. Or maybe is it on the 6th? I can't remember. Anyway, go to ShantaeKid.com. <laughs> but I think actually by the time our listeners hear this, you probably have already been okay, on the stage. Yes. That's okay, yes. Well, still, I had a great share. time performing <laughs> with Snarky Puppy. It was great. Capital City Justice was amazing. Can't believe I got the opportunity to do that again. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and I'm really, really excited about this international um, leg of the tour. Uh, we're stu- we'll try to book some more dates, but we know for sure that we have one in the beautiful city of London, England. Um, this will be my second time performing in the UK, and I didn't even I didn't ex- expect to be back so soon. Like I think it probably was like a year, my last show, um, mm-hmm. and it was my first time there, my first show there, my first everything. And when I tell you, like these people showed up and showed out, like this the the mm-hmm. show the show was sold out. Um, they knew all the lyrics, like any, all the covers that I've done, they know it That's all. Awesome. Like they were just there. Mm-hmm. It was just the most amazing thing I have ever experienced. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, going back there. And while I was there last time, I checked out some artists at the place called, at a place called Jazz Cafe. And it was a really amazing video, mm-hmm. venue. And it was kind of like a step up from the venue that I performed in. And I was like, you know what? I really, really want to try to come back here and play Jazz Cafe. And lo and behold, that's where I'm playing in London on July 11th at Jazz Cafe. And the lovely Miss Becca Stevens is going to be co-headlining with me. Um, And if anybody has heard of her or not heard of her, please look her up. She's amazing. I think she was on Snarky Puppy Family Dinner Volume 2. So it's just going to be cool to just connect with, you know, people in the same circle. And I'm so excited. Um, Awesome. That is that Yay. is so you and see I have um I know musically I I I've had an opportunity to go back to the UK. I performed at Jazz Cafe. It's an amazing venue, Ooh. you're right. And it's yes. I did it was me and a bunch of other artists. But the I great thing is that this podcast, because of my followers and, and yeah. there's a lot of UK people that are gonna be listening to this. So yes. UK people, if you don't have your tickets, Yay. make sure you guys she's coming out. back. And so yes, make sure mm-hmm. you go and awesome. check her out. So Please do. We would love to see you guys there. Perfect. Perfect. Wow. Well, well, I know. I'm looking at our clock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn. Is it that time already? (laughs) I know. We're going to do like a podcast reunion where we invite like all those, (laughs) all those artists that we want back, you know. Yeah. yeah, ask more questions. Yeah, we <laughs> we can go on for 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 several hours, but I think we're gonna have to wrap it on this one. But yeah, yeah we'll we'll okay. see if we can have you back. Absolutely, and, uh, it'd be my pleasure. Up. Yeah, no, and I, I think when we invite these artists back, we're gonna have to do a component where we um, insert their music, and you know, so that those right. people can hear why we're like so crazy excited <laughs> to have them. So. Um, but best of luck to you, Shantae. It's been so Thank wonderful you. talking to you. And I, you know, your music is very spiritual um, in yet this incredibly contemporary and progressive way. So it's 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 just so refreshing. And, you know, I, I have 
all pretty much all your projects. I don't know if I have the little acoustic <laughs> EP you just said, but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the... anywhere online. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But uh, from your collabs, you know, with obviously Jaspex and yeah. Snarky Puppy, and you know all of you know all of that, and then with Soul Empowered, I have that. I have Journey to Golden. Still, oh, those songs you got the whole are, collection. You know, on my playlist. <laughs> I, girl, I am a fan. So I, am, I told you I stopped you, but oh. no, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I really appreciate but, that. Um, yeah, no, you're welcome. And, you know, we just appreciate your time. So um, good luck with yeah. your shows. And will we have anything else we want to say? Um, I think that's it. That's it. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll catch you on the other side when we listen to the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Well, well, listeners, make sure you tune in. Shante. Oh, yeah, Shante. Let them know your social media. You okay. Be able to right, right. You guys can catch me at ShanteKan.com. That is C-H-A-N-T-A-E-C-A-N-N.com. I'm Shante Ken on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above. Any Anywhere music is streaming or being sold virtually, I am there. And I would love to stay connected with you guys. Thank you so much for your time. It's been absolutely amazing. Wonderful. All right. Wonderful. All right. All right, Will. Cool. Well, until next time, we'll keep bringing these incredible guests who have fantastic stories. So we appreciate the listeners and you guys keep tuning into us. We're in year two. Yay. We've got Yay. some more really, really great interviews. Yeah, coming up. So stay tuned. Alrighty. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating crimson.com or DRW Smith at making money in the music biz biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.